on the Newman Jets Audio Network. This is the JetCast, the official podcast of Newman University Athletics, featuring exclusive interviews with coaches, players, administrators, and more. The JetCast podcast is brought to you by Ascension Via Christi, Donlinger Construction, Pizza Ranch, Mel Hambledon Ford, Eck Agency, Dr. Brennan Lucas and Advanced Orthopedic Associates, Keystone Solid Surfaces, Big Corner Creative, and by Pepsi. Here's the voice of the Newman Jets, Blake Krebs. Episode 78 of the JetCast Triathlon is back on the show, and there have been few other sports that have taken the track that triathlon has over the past couple of years. To diagnose everything, going to bring us the latest. Jeff Lovegren is the head coach for the men and the women triathlon teams here at Newman University. Coach, it is great to have you back on the show. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. You know, you mentioned to us, we were at the, the, the pre- Kind of, it's almost like a preseason meeting, but for staff, it's staff assembly. We have it every fall or every other fall. It was my first one this year, um, and it's kind of the preseason for us on the staff side, the faculty side. Kind of gives us an update of what's going on at Newman. And you mentioned, hey, you know, when we were on the JetCast, you know, I think there's some things that we need to talk about, things that we want to get to um, in terms of the challenges that this sport has had that are maybe maybe unique and different to some of the other sports in terms of recovering from the pandemic. First of all, how excited were you there to at spring assembly? I guess the staff assembly, you had just gotten back from an event in August because that is in September. Um, so you actually got to see the kids in action. How was that to be able to go up there late August and actually coach your kids? <laughs> um rusty <laughs> yeah for you uh, or, yeah for you uh, or for them for all of us yeah it's uh no i mean it was it was great it's just like this kind of sigh of relief that maybe we could kind of get back to you know i know it's never going to be what it was before pre-covid but at least some kind of normalcy to uh our uh, sport and so it just felt good to be there and just the energy and to be competing and it you know it's tough to just have kids practice all the time with no outlet for it what do you when you say i think people would hear that and be a little bit concerned like it's it's never going to get back and people have said that, and, you know, we're not going to turn this into a political discussion. It's neither yeah. the time nor the forum, but, oh, things are never going to get back to normal. What do you mean by you don't think triathlon will ever get back to what it was pre-coronavirus? Yeah, well, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about what it was before corona. Um, so let's talk about nationals. Um, that's kind of just the main big event, right? Sure. And obviously, in any sport, it's the main big event, but it's kind of the way to actually judge it and go on. Um, so the, tw- let's see, 2019 Nationals, there was 156 teams at Nationals. Um, we got to go um, last April was the next uh, Nationals we had. So April of uh, 21. Okay. Or no. What year are we in? 22. So, so this, it was yeah, this, this past year. April. Yeah, okay. this past April, 22. There was only 90 teams there. Um, it used to also coincide with the high school uh, national event as well. Um, gosh, I can't even remember how many high school teams were there in um, 2019, but we're talking hundreds. There was zero. Um, and we had a little bit of a uh, discussion with uh, the USA Triathlon uh, committee is kind of what oversees the whole thing for collegiate triathlon. Um, and they were telling us that uh, they had hundreds of teams registered in uh, 2019. Um, in 2022, they had three. 
Wow. For high school. And so, you know, talking about, uh, you know, it's not going to go back to what it was. Um, I think things have changed. I mean, we're seeing long-term wise. We used to have a race in September that is just not coming back. Um, and it, a lot of it has to do with COVID and the way they're changing how they uh, run organizations and structure races and those kind of things. Um, so the in our season two is – it just – feels like it's always been up in the air ever since then. Um, I know our uh, our conference is run uh, by students, so it is a little bit of a leeway there anyway. And it's a Midwest Collegiate Triathlon Conference, or the MWCTC for the triheads out there. Yeah, so it's, it's always been a student-run organization, and that's kind of how they wanted it to kind of provide those leadership roles and, sure. you know, different opportunities for the student-athletes out there. Um, but that also means that we, you know, don't exactly have a, a set schedule way ahead of time sure. um, because it is we are relying on those uh, student athletes to make times out of their schedule when they're not doing, uh, obviously, their classwork, practicing for, uh, you know, their respective sport and triathlon. And uh, then on top of it, anything, just having a life. Right. Sure. Um, so it does take a little bit of time, but it seems like uh, since then it's uh, taken a lot longer. Um, just as an example, we don't know what our winter kind of spring season is going to look sure. like yet. Um, typically starts in January, goes to the end of March, and then we have our nationals in April. Um, I got an email the other day from the uh, conference um, chairman saying that uh, she hopes to have the schedule set in December. And it's just, I mean, it's tough, right? It's We have to do a lot of reacting as opposed to planning uh, for those kind of races and stuff. So we... Uh, we assume we're having races, but again, we don't know exactly what races we are having. Um, uh-huh. Not only that, many. but, you know, there's also the the things that you just have to do just in terms of, you know, operations in terms of, well, are we going someplace where we need a hotel room? Yeah. Are we do oh, yeah. What? Logistically wise, I can't plan until kind of last minute kind of stuff. And that makes it tougher to get good rates. <laughs> yeah. Famously tougher to get good rates in, yeah. in that case. You mentioned the sport and how, and again, maybe this isn't the time or the place of the forum, but you're an expert on this, so I think your opinion is is more valuable. So I'm going to ask you anyway. There are a lot of options competing for people's time and for the kids' time that you're mm-hmm. trying to recruit. And I mean, mm-hmm. right now there's opportunities to go. Obviously, there's always been opportunities in other sports, in varsity programs. There's all this opportunity in terms of social media, name, image, likeness. You get on this, you go on TikTok and become a star that way. And, you know, those TikTok guys, you know, Mr. Beast didn't have, he doesn't have time to run triathlon. He's busy being Mr. Beast on the internet, making, mm-hmm. you know, giving a million dollars away. Right. Yeah. Um, do you feel like triathlon has a growth or popularity problem with the target athletes you know those swimmers those runners those just all-around athletes in high school do you feel like there is a problem with the sport that needs to be addressed at the national level in this country um yes and no um Gosh, I put it this way. So you can go pretty much to any school in America and run, right? Whether it be cross-country track or, or yes. something. Uh, for the for a general statement, pretty much every school in America has a program. Um, very few of them have triathlon programs. And we're talking at collegiate level, let alone we just talked about high school level. There's only three left 
currently. Um, so it's just not, uh, I, I don't think it's as popular here in the U.S. It's hugely popular in Europe and uh, South America. And I get uh, requests all the time for, you know, students wanting to come and be a part of the program. But it's just obviously tough financially wise of for international students to come this way too. So, um, but I just, I think it's, uh, kind of does have a little bit of a uh, a popular problem um, here in the U.S. Um, and I think, you know, my feeling is, now talking to uh, student-athletes that I'm trying to recruit, is their time is more valuable. Uh, they they lost years, right? Um, yeah. I mean, we're, we're talking to some high school students that uh, this – they may be sophomore juniors, and this is the first time they're actually going to high school – because there has been physically, yeah, physically, there has just been this time void, and so I think they think about, uh, or maybe they're a little more conservative about what they want to do with their time, and maybe go and stick with something that's a little more known to them, as opposed to you know venturing out and trying it. And I tell them all the time, again, I think you can go anywhere and run, but you can only come here and have a unique experience. And so that's what our program is about: is just trying to provide you know, that unique experience to try and enrich their college experience that they have and not just be another sporting event. What do you think is going to be your biggest challenge as you try to continue building the program, as you continue to try to convince people that this is going to be something that, you know, 10, 15 years from now that they'll look back on and think, you know what, that didn't necessarily, didn't give me any followers on X, Y, or Z, didn't make me any money, but this made me a better person. It gave me a better experience. And because of that, I have a higher quality of life. Yeah, you know, I think it's, uh, you know, I... Honestly, I don't know what to say. <laughs> it's, 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 let's, let's do that. Let's, let's retake that. They're, they're tough questions. You know, yeah. well, I mean, I, I don't think that people need to, you know, people need to understand that this, you know, when, the, when you go from a spot where you have all of the, um, you know, where you have all the participation in your sport and then something comes along and threatens you know it threatens you know you love triathlon you're not here because yeah. you know you love triathlon yeah i definitely don't get paid enough to to be here i do it because i love it of course um but you know and when, I mean, and when something you love is threatened by something that was totally out of your control i mean i think it's pretty natural to not you know to kind of not know you know what do you do about it? what can what can one coach yeah. what can one jeff lovegren do about it even with all of your powers i feel like uh this is the very first year. So I started the program. You feel like you're starting or, over. It was like. Yeah, no, I, I, that's literally what it was. It was feels like 2016? Like because. Was that when. when um, I'd have to check my math, but that sounds about right. 2016, it's, 2018 came yeah. out. I remember it was a big. Vic Trilli said, hey, we're starting triathlon. Yeah. Vic Trilli was a huge supporter of you guys. You guys went for a few years. 2019, obviously, things are going pretty well. Yeah. You feel pretty good. 2020. You know, I think it just goes back to, you know, being in the awareness. And that's what I focus on right now is just getting people aware that we even have this program available. Um, and that's kind of been the toughest thing with COVID is I haven't been able to get in front of people. Because, I mean, honestly, it's it's not triathlon that we're selling. It's the experience that we get here. And it's the experience coming and, you know, being a part of this team. Um, and so just not being able to have the ability to be out there in front of those people has really hurt our recruiting abilities. 
Um, so it just feels like we're just starting over from scratch again, and we're just trying to get the, our name out there and trying to get people aware of this. Uh, I do want to ask you about your rosters, men and women. You mentioned, you know, we don't have that many people because of all these challenges. You guys have graduated some really great athletes oh, over yeah. the last couple of years that unfortunately didn't get the opportunities in the pool, in the river, in you know, whatever you guys are swimming in, didn't get those opportunities on the bike, on the track, on the road to be able to perform, but they were still part of your program. Who are going to be? We're going to talk to Andrew Wynn here in just a second. We'll also talk women's soccer here in a little bit as well. But when you think about the guys and the girls who are on your team, I can't imagine. I want you to go through and, and talk about your rosters, men and women, but I can't imagine what those people mean to you because they are sticking it out in this difficult time for the sport. Yeah, um, it was. They mean the world to me. Uh, honestly, this is the age group that I just love to be around. Um, it's the people that I love to be around. I mean, I love this sport, but I honestly love this sport at this age level, this group. Um, I always tell them, you know, they're. Uh, Young enough to do some stupid things, but smart enough to be a little bit cautious about it. Sure. Um, and it just kind of is that right combination to go out there and try this because you'll I, – I think we're – honestly, I think we're crazy. Um, I think you have to be to do triathlon. We decided, you know, one sport wasn't good enough. We had to do three. That's right. Um, I mean – you think about it, we compete at uh, the same distance that cross country runs at. Most of the time we compete at a, a longer distance because uh, men and women both do the same distance in our races. Um, it's not shortened for the women. And that's just but for we the get running to, part. Yeah, yeah. But we get to swim and bike uh, beforehand, you know. So I think we do have to be a little bit crazy. So those guys, uh, and honestly, you know, we didn't have anything. We had one race uh, for two years, one collegiate race for two years. And just to have them come and be a part and show up, you know, when we had practice, knowing that we didn't have anything that we were specifically practicing for, but more just kind of, uh, you know, our health and just, you know, mental health wise too, just sure. right to have, um, you know, something that was positive and that was one of the toughest things I think that uh, you know I fought through and with uh, the athletes that I had was just you know it's easy to get depressed and down about it when you have nothing to really show for it and so you know we spent uh, the majority of those two years as opposed to just swimming biking and run for this specific event we spent the majority of those years spending time together having fun um, so practices looked a lot different than what they normally do when we're training for a race. Uh, we usually didn't do something that had anything to do with triathlon is more about just being out and being fit and, you know, just having that mental release where you could go and have fun for a little bit and forget about the rest of the stuff. So just having them stick with me through all that means the world to me. And I just, I can't thank them enough. Um, we were fortunate enough to have a pretty strong crew. We had, uh, 20 people. Uh, men and women, uh, it was, uh, gosh, I think we were 11 guys and nine girls when we uh, were shut down um, in, what, March of 20? Yep. Um, and we had a really good sophomore class. I mean, it, it was basically sophomores is what we had. So we had um, students that were invested in not only the program that we had, but the school that we're at as well in Newman. And so they stuck it out, and they were here, and so we had people to show for it. But now that we're out of it, and we're, you know, our roster size right now is eight. I've got four men. I've got four women. Um, they're amazing. Um, 
but four of them are seniors. Four of them are gone at the end of this year, and I've got to find people to uh, replace them. And so, well, I, w- before we end here, I want to make the last question: If there is somebody out there in high school, or maybe they're maybe they're running cross country somewhere yeah. in the NAIA, another Division two school, Division one, and thinking, you know what, this just isn't for me. I need a different challenge. Yeah. I, I, you know, I want to, I want to put myself in even more pain than I'm currently enjoying right now. Exactly. You know, more pain, more gain. The how do they get a hold of you, and what kind of people are you looking for in your program? So. Details on how to get in touch yeah. with you and what kind of qualities you're looking for that make a Newman Jet Triathlon. Yeah, Newman Triathlon, Instagram, Facebook. Um, they can contact me here at school, so get on NewmanJets.com. NewmanJets.com. And, uh, go to Triathlon and hit that contact page. Um, you'll see me at a lot of cross-country swimming events, all that kind of stuff. And I just tell them, you know, hey, if you've ever wanted to try something different you know you can go anywhere and run but you can only come here and have a a great experience and help us rebuild our program leave a legacy you know don't just be another number in the uh you know the in the college yeah in the in the college experience don't just be another number come here be a part of this program help us develop help leave a legacy for future athletes to come through jeff lovegren head coach of triathlon looking for more jets out there to join the fleet thanks so much coach appreciate it thank you for having me andrew Wynn is going to join us he's one of those super seniors on the men's side he's coming up next enjoy a fresh start to your meal at pizza ranch where the salad bar is always included with your buffet every day you'll find garden fresh greens colorful veggies and sides for every appetite It's the most refreshing way to balance out a meal while leaving plenty of room for your other buffet favorites. Convenient, fast, and fresh. It's the Pizza Ranch Salad Bar. Mmm, mmm. Hi, friends. Phil Nightingale, General Manager of Mel Hamilton Ford. I would like to tell you about our new tool, Virtual Express. Mel Hamilton Ford has added this tool for you, our customers. Virtual Express will allow you to do some or all of your car buying process right from your computer. Do as much or as little as you want. It's all up to you. Do you want to fill out some of your information to save time or do the whole buying process online? You make the choice. You can take delivery of your new or pre-owned vehicle right from your home. Mel Hamilton Ford, experience the difference. Experience the difference online at mhford.com. Talking triathlon this week on the JetCast. The triathlon guys and girls, once again, they are done for the spring or fall portion of the schedule, getting set for the spring, be coming back and getting workout. Not that they aren't working out right now, though, and one of the guys who is getting set for his super senior campaign, Andrew Wynn, from right here in Wichita, Kansas, a former Capen Mount Carmel Crusader. So we got one from the City League. Andrew, thank you so much for the time. We appreciate it very much. Thanks for having me. Well, it's been, you know, we, we talked with Coach about this, uh, about the challenges that have been going on with the program in terms of, you know, it, it sounds like it's more of an issue related with just the sport and how things are being administered right now. But you did get at least two race in August, you got to go up to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. You got to race. How do you feel that race went for you and the team? I think the race went really well. Everyone had so many good PRs. I think someone dropped like 20 minutes from their previous PR in our race. So overall, I think we did really well. Two of our athletes placed top five in our in their respective genders. So overall, I think it went really well. How is it a little different for you this year as you've been around this program for a number of years You've had different roles on the team. 
now as the super senior guy for a very close, tight-knit bunch. Do you feel like there's extra leadership responsibility? And how have you kind of absorbed that responsibility as one of the senior guys on the team? I mean, I think everyone just sees me as the older brother. No one really. I think people, some people see me as a leader, but I try to be there for my teammates, do what I can. Like, I stepped up and taken the social media account for the team so people know what we actually do. So it's been good. This would be a great time to share that information. How can people follow you on social media? And what have been some of the ideas that you've had for how you guys can get out there and promote yourselves? And, and are you doing it just for the men or is it for the whole triathlon? Yes, for the whole triathlon team. Okay. So go follow at Newman Triathlon on Instagram. I think okay. the same thing for Facebook, too. So Newman Triathlon yeah. on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. Any any planned uh, stuff that you have coming up there for once you guys get back to it in the in the spring? Yeah, we'll post about what we're doing for practice, make some funny videos, team bonding stuff, who is, race. Who do you think is going to generate the most humor and the most uh, comedy ideas for those videos of the people on the team? Mm, I can think of the other super senior team, Amanda Lee and okay. senior Nicholas Veselescu. I think I can get some funny stuff from those two. Okay. They'll give me some good ideas. So, so the pressure is on those two to mm -hmm. produce for Newman Triathlon on Instagram and Facebook. Listen, when you go to college to play sports, when you don't get to play, you know, there's kind of a void there. Mm -hmm. And I feel like especially those programs that lost their season, you guys were one of them mm -hmm. in 2020. There's just a part of that that's never going to get replaced. Those basketball teams that made it to, national, to the NCAA tournament that year, there's just nothing that's ever going to get to replace that. How difficult was that? Has it been to have these long stretches like you guys have had without the regular competition like you normally would? And how have you tried to fill that void? Have you been able to? I mean, we've been trying. I mean, I think we're used to at this point having like long gaps in our season because our, like we said, our, the conference is not really as organized as it should be. But we've been trying to have fun here and there. Offseason practice has been going well. Do a little bit of team bonding stuff. We went. We just went to the pumpkin patch last weekend. So okay, have some team bonding. So we're trying. Let's get there. Uh, what is? Do you? What do you think is Coach Lovegrid's role on this team and throughout this process to kind of keep you guys moving in a direction? Maybe even if at times you don't necessarily know what direction you should be moving in. I mean, Jeff's. I think Jeff's been doing good and just trying to get us all together even though it might be just one or two of us at practice because we do have to share athletes with the cross-country team so i think justin doing a good job keeping us together making sure we're okay making sure practices are fun now for you at this time of the year because a lot of times october november even in a normal season you guys would be shutting it down mm -hmm. and you know going into more of a maintenance mode more of a performance mode mm -hmm. getting set to make sure that you are peaking for the spring mm -hmm. so right now what are the kinds of workouts that you're doing and what are you trying to build on so that you have a successful spring schedule we're working on doing more less on volume more on intensity so we work on speed because Usually the race, our indoor races in the winter and spring are more like shorter distances. Like we'll do like only 500 yards of swimming or like a two-mile run. So it's more like only 500 yards yeah. of swimming. So it's more like sprint distance stuff. I put that in quotes, <laughs> sprint. So uh, yeah, you, more, more speed work basically. You, you have to have kind of a uh, – it's almost a bit masochistic, isn't it, if you're going to be a triathlon person? <laughs> yeah. Every time people find out I'm on the triathlon, it seems like you're crazy, dude. You're crazy. <laughs> How did you get started? I mean, I, I just swam in high school. One of my old high school teammates was on the triathlon team, got me in touch with Coach. 
Funny thing is, she said no at the first time. Then changed my mind, my mind later in the summer. Told the assistant coach I was joining. Didn't tell, but she left. So told, didn't tell coach. So I had no idea was, like what practice was. Joined the team two weeks late. When I joined the team, I only had like two weeks of training. I was super out of shape, and Jeff just threw me in there. It was like, <laughs> now I'm, I'm here. So sink or swim now. Yeah. What are your goals for yourself here? Uh, you mentioned before we came on super senior season going to be the, your last year at Newman Triathlon. And he, by the way, he said he, it's time for him to graduate. He's actually got an interview coming up, a Zoom interview uh, for potential job after college. It's like an internship for uh, Adams Brown. Okay, so that would be very, very good. Mm-hmm. And for those who don't know, Adams Brown, they are what what kind of a company? They're are like they? an accounting, accounting firm in town. Okay, that would be very good. Yeah. Keep you here locally in Wichita. Mm-hmm. So we got to get him off to that interview. So um, what are your goals? What do you want to see yourself accomplish once you come back in January, get things started with that season nationals will be coming up later in the spring so you'll have about four to five months left of your yeah. career what's something that you want to accomplish for yourself and what do you want to see the team accomplish i think for me i just want to have one good last good season where i have i'm just proud of what i do have good some decent prs i think for the team i just want to see everyone succeed because i think we have so much potential in this so much potential in this team Future's bright for the, for the the next year's team, so I want them to all succeed and do well. I think my job is to help them all succeed. My time, I'm a super senior. My time is over. It's their time to shine. That's <laughs> Andrew and Wynn yeah. going to try to get the Jets headed in the right direction. A senior from Wichita in his last year with the Newman Jets. Appreciate all your time and commitment to this program over the years, and uh, good luck on the interview as well. Thanks. Appreciate it. So, Adams Brown, if you're watching, hire this guy. Jets make great accountants. Melani Burke-Bickler is coming up next off of the soccer team as we come back on the JetCast. Let's face it. It's been a while since you updated your kitchen and bathroom. And while they fit your style when your house was built, styles change. Or maybe the space just isn't fitting your current needs. That's where Keystone Solid Surfaces comes in. Keystone is the premier fabricator and installer of quartz, granite, and solid surfaces in Kansas. And with their huge brand new showroom at 16 55 North Wabash in Wichita, providing the perfect inspiration, the possibilities are truly endless. That's why when it's time for an upgrade, the key is Keystone. KeystoneSolidSurfaces.com or find great specials on Facebook. Hi, this is Marisa Compton, head coach of Newman Jets Flyball. Show your support for the Navy and Red by grabbing your officially licensed Newman Jets apparel at NUJetsGear.com. Your purchase directly supports Newman student-athletes. Choose from a wide variety of styles and colors featuring NU's official logos. Show your jet pride at Fugate Gymnasium, McCarthy Field, and Oliver Wichita with Newman Jets Apparel from NUJetsGear.com. That's NUJetsGear.com. Wrapping up our JetCast this week with women's soccer, we are joined by a freshman from Texas, Melani Burke-Bickler. The Jets finish up their season with a draw, 115-2. They draw the Broncos on senior night. A very, very big result for them. Melani will join us as we wrap up the Newman Jets soccer season for the women. Melani, thank you so much for being on the show. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Well, a senior day result. I know that obviously it, you guys would have liked to have had more success. You guys were close in many of your matches that could have very easily flipped the other way, but how was it against UCO, which has had a very, very nice season? How great was it to be able to draw them out for a scoreless tie to end the season and kind of send out your seniors with a good performance? Well, you know, I think we went into it kind of really wanting something, wanting these seniors to leave with something great, something under their belt, um, because, you know, 
the previous seasons haven't been the greatest, but I think there's been a lot to build off of. So I think us just trying our hardest, going out there, putting out a fight, doing our best, and just having those seniors, you know, just have a good way of leaving was just, like, awesome for everyone. Good, I, good feeling. I know that you were not here, but, you know, the program had in the last years of the Heartland Conference, the program, and even the first year of the MIAA, the program did have success, especially mm-hmm. the last year of the Heartland Conference was kind of the high point. Obviously, you guys were one of the sports that lost one of their seasons due mm-hmm. to coronavirus, so there was a total rebuild. Then, first year head coach, I know that from talking to Coach Grutzel, who does appear behind the camera, by the way. I'm going to ask. So uh, ask her about Coach Grutzel here in a minute. So may not be 100% honesty because he is in the room, but uh, just to let you know that when I asked that question. But um, I know that he didn't set expectations. I had him on the show earlier this mm-hmm. year. He said, you know, we're not looking for a certain number of wins or a yes. winning percentage. You know, we need to try to get better this yes. year. So in with those expectations – it can be difficult when, you know, a loss is still a loss, even if you are understanding that the program where it is now is not where you want it to be mm-hmm. in five or ten years. Um, how did you kind of measure the season, and how did you kind of handle the tough stretches? Because, you know, playing the MIAA is not an easy soccer, yes. soccer league to get wins in. Yeah, you know, the MIAA is definitely difficult. It's tough. It's new, especially if you're coming from either high school level or a club level. But I think for the team and just everyone in general, we measured our success mainly off of, you know, are we building off of practices? Are we getting better? Are we improving in certain aspects of our play, like attacking? We would work on a middle third play or defensive third. And I just think it's just working in a little increments and then kind of gradually building off of those and measuring our success off of how well we're feeling after we do those and just really just like not looking at it as a oh we won good oh we lost oh we're bad no it's just it's just building off of every little step of the way and just working our hardest you are a freshman first year collegiate player what was the biggest adjustment for you from playing college Uh, soccer uh, transfer you know transitioning in from being a high school athlete for me it was definitely physicality because I'm not the most aggressive player I'm more of a tactical think about it think it through so physicality for me was definitely a big one I had to you know take taking some hits more games and hitting people a bit more getting my shoulder and initiating the contact as my coach always says they don't always you know people don't think of college uh, of soccer as being a physical sport but you know I talk to a lot of international players on the men and the women's mm-hmm. side who come in, who have come in over the years to, to talk. And they've said, you know, if they have played overseas, they will come here and they will say American soccer is just so, I mean, they'll call it football, which, you know, we know is a little <laughs> bit different, but um, they say it's so physical. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know, why do you think it is so physical? Can you explain to uh, maybe someone who's not as educated about soccer, you know, why it's so physical and how physical it actually is. I think it's because uh, internationally, international players are more also tactical. They like to think about the games like step by step. Whereas when you come to America, there's uh, certain coaches who might do that, certain coaches that might not. So when you're going into a game, you, you're playing an opponent that may have mixed like learning. Sure. They may have learned it differently. So you're going to get hit more okay <laughs> coach grunsel you mentioned he is here behind the camera what's it been like uh to to get coached by coach grunsel in your first year it's been awesome um i came from a club that coached very similarly to coach grunsel that's 
also why I committed here. And taking, like, he mixes that, okay, you have to be physical or else if you're simply not, you're not going to be able to get on the ball. You're not going to be able to use your skill if you can't even keep it first. So I think it's just been really good because he's giving us both sides of what we need here. I saw when he picked up first win, you mm-hmm. guys got a Gatorade bath. It didn't, yeah. <laughs> didn't blow it. I think that they, they uh, maybe not the best Gatorade bath yes. that we've seen, but pro- probably could have been better. We'll have to work on that for the next one. Agreed. But um, <laughs> how great was that to, to get to celebrate with Coach for, for that win? Awesome feeling. I think it was great for him to get under his belt and just good feeling for everyone. So after, what was the feeling like? After the draw against Central Oklahoma, you guys played one of the top teams in the league. You guys were toe-to-toe to them. Um, neither one of you could score, and you held your own against UCO. What kind of a feeling does it give for you players who are coming back as you go into the offseason? I think ultimately for us all, it gave us a feeling of hope. Uh, a lot of my teammates come, came off that game feeling like, you know, I can't wait till, till next season. I can't wait till next game. So I think everyone was just excited for the next play and just ready to get into it, honestly. Well, I'll make this your final question then. You know, it, obviously you've got the momentum right now. You have those positive feelings, but, you know, those will fade with time. And at the end of the day, once we get past winter, it's going to be time for some hard work. Yes. So give me some of your personal goals for your off season, so that you can come back and try to build on this for next year so we can get some more Gatorade baths for Coach. So goals for the off season as you try to build into a sophomore campaign. I think uh, my main goals are just first stay fit because, you know, that's always a big one. If you're not coming in fit, you're not going to be able to perform. And just honestly, just keeping myself up to that, like my level that I want to be at. That's kind of how I always view my off season and just playing as much as I can, playing with some old teammates and just getting after it. Meilani Burke-Bickler, freshman from Texas, midfielder on this Newman Jets soccer team. They'll be back, and if they have anything to say about it, Coach Grunzel won't stay dry next season either. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank Appreciate you for it. Me. That is our show. Next week, we start our winter sports previews, wrestling, men's and women's basketball. We're going to get it all lined up for you as we get set to turn the calendar and turn the page on the sports season. So that's coming up next week on the show. So until then, Blake Cripson, Wichita saying, Go Jets.